Hello, hope everybody's having a good Sunday so far. It's snowing outside. Gets me excited for deer hunting. Granted, I've already been excited for deer hunting. Um, but I love the snow, love the winter. Um, anyway, hope everyone's having a great day. I'll start calling the guys. We'll do a recap of picks, like always, and um, go through our picks this week. Also, next week, uh, Colton's going to come over again. We're going to smoke meat again for the Viking Packer game and do a post-game podcast again as well. So tune in next week for a post-game podcast as long as the game gets done early enough. Um, but right now the plan is to do a post-game pod again. So I'm going to get everybody called up except for Ethan. Ethan had other stuff going on, so he texted me his picks. But I'll call everybody else up. So, anyway, we're going to start with the recap like usual. So, last week, we had Chicago at Carolina. Carolina was favored by one. Chicago won 23-16. And Scott and I took Carolina to cover Colton, Noah, and Ethan all took Chicago for double by one, so they all got two points for that one. Then we had Cleveland at Pittsburgh. And uh, Pittsburgh was favored by three and a half. Steelers won 38-7. So Scott, Colton, and I all took Cleveland. Well... Scott and I took Cleveland to cover. Colton took Cleveland for double. Uh, So none of us three got that one, of course. And then um, Noah Noah and Ethan took Pittsburgh to cover. So they both got a point for that one. Then we had Green Bay at Tampa Bay. Green Bay was favored by one. I took Tampa Bay for double by one. Everybody else took Green Bay. So I got two for that one. And then we had Kansas City at Buffalo. Kansas City was favored by four and a half. Kansas City won 26-17. And Scott and I took Buffalo to cover. Colton, Noah, and Ethan took Kansas City. Um, So Colton got... Colton got three points this week. So he is, Colton, you're at 18 now for the year. Um, I got two right. I'm at 17. Scott didn't get any this week. You're at 14. Noah got three right. No, actually four, sorry. Noah got four right. He's at 14. And Ethan got, Ethan also got four, right? And he's at 16. So the current standings are Scott 14, Noah 14, Ethan 16, Colton 18, and me. I have 17, Colton has 18. So fairly tight race, but um, now this week, there's some bad games on the schedule, but I are... On TV, or in the NFL, there we go, that's what I was looking for. There's some bad games in the NFL this week, but there's also some good ones. 
Uh, I did decide we're going to mix it up a little bit and go with five games this week because <laughs> there are some good ones. So we are picking five this week. And we'll start out with Carolina at the Saints. Saints are favored by six and a half. And Ethan went with, just so you guys know, Ethan went with Carolina for double the points by one. And we'll go to Scott next. Six and a half. Um, I like the year Teddy's having, despite how the, uh, the Panthers game ended. I think it was in overtime last week. Um, I think New Orleans, especially at home, is a more complete team. It'll be a good game. That's why I'm struggling with a six and a half. But um, Drew Brees having a much better year all around as usual. I think they have too many weapons. I, I'm, I'm not real thrilled at the six and a half, but I'll go ahead and take New Orleans by six and a half to cover. All right, Colton. This one's hard, but the Saints are really good. Drew is doing very. He's doing okay with all Michael Thomas. He's passing to some good wide receivers. Teddy is having a good year this year. I'm I'm gonna go with um, the Saints to cover. Okay. Yeah, this one's a little tricky for me too. Teddy's having a pretty good year. I still even without Michael Thomas though, Drew Brees is still a good quarterback. Uh, Saints still have a good roster. They've got a good coach. Six and a half is tough here for me, too, but I'm going to go with you guys and pick the Saints to cover. Even though I don't feel great about that, I am taking the Saints to cover. Well, they're coming off a of bye week, too. So, yeah. I mean, I feel okay about Sean Payton with a bye week. Yeah. Usually has it together. That's true. That's true. That is a good point. All right. Then we got Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by one and a half. And on this one, Ethan took another upset. He took, although I think it's a good game, even though Pittsburgh's underdogs, I don't know how much of an upset it would be in a sense, which is why it's only a one and a half point spread. But uh, he took Pittsburgh for double by one in that game. And we'll start with Colton this time. Jeez, two good teams here. Mm. I am, oh, I'm going to take Pittsburgh for double by one also. But this is going to be a very tough game. I don't know here. It's very hard, though. Yeah, it is. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh for double, though. All right. I'll go next on this one. Yeah, I think this one's really tough. Both teams are playing really well this year. Um, Roethlisberger is having a very good year. and But Tennessee has a good team, as we've seen. Um, oh, man, this one's tough. I, yeah, this one's tricky, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Mike Vrabel and the Titans to get it done at home. So I'm taking Tennessee to cover, even though that's a tricky one. How about you, Scott? Yeah, I mean... Double is double points is tempting here because Steelers are a solid team. Ben Roethlisberger always plays this division really well too. 
But if you saw Derrick Henry last week, he's just he's just on fire. He, he's just. I also think Jadavian Clowney's going to have a big game here. And the offense for Tennessee throughout the year has been more consistent than the Steelers. So um, I too think it's going to be a good game. And it could go either way, but I'm going to go Tennessee to cover by one and a half, you said, right? Yep, one and a half. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Tennessee by two. Someone's going to come out eating because um, someone on Pittsburgh's defense said he doesn't he doesn't get into that second level when he goes in between the tackles. Well, buddy, Henry's going to come out and show you how well of a running back he is. Yep. Yeah, what scares me is Pittsburgh's defense, I think, is markedly better than yeah. Tennessee's. Tennessee is is a shootout team, and they've been able to do that pretty effectively this year. They're going to score in the 30s and 40s, whereas Pittsburgh, they, well, they hold Cleveland to last week. Seven. Like, ten. Yeah, seven. So, I mean, Pittsburgh's defense is for real. That's my only hesitation. Um, so I think it might be, I don't know, it could be a weird game, especially – I guess weather's not much of a factor in Nashville, but um, I'm sticking with with Tennessee. But who knows? That that should be a good game. But yeah, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh beat Cleveland 38-7. So Tennessee is 50 percent on third down. So Roethlisberger got sad, but as you said, Scott, um, Pittsburgh is the real defense here. Yep. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cut. It's going to come down to, and this is just piggybacking off what you guys were saying, it's going to come down to Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh's defense can hold up like they have been. Because if it gets into a high-scoring shootout, I don't think Pittsburgh is built for that this year. I'm, I think Roethlisberger can put up some points, but I don't think they're built for a shootout. So if Tennessee can figure out Pittsburgh's defense, I think Tennessee will win. But... If Pittsburgh comes out and holds them to under 20 points, for instance, I think Pittsburgh's definitely going to win it. So. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. Tampa Bay is favored by five on the road. And we'll start with Scott on yeah, this one. I mean, um, I've, been, I've been slower to come around to Tampa Bay, especially after their slow start. I'm... As much as I'm not a personal Raiders fan, I am a John Gruden fan, and I think they're having a good year. But this particular matchup, I don't think, looks very good for Vegas at all, even though it's in Vegas. They're turning the ball over too much. Um, their offense is doing relatively well, but they're not um, you know, they're not blowing the doors off uh, defensively. And that, if you saw that, that, what they did to Green Bay last week was just defensively so thoroughly impressive. I think the matchup especially for Chris Godwin, is good. He's had the last a, a good last four or five games. And Tom Brady hasn't had the year that some other quarterbacks in the league have, but he's still Tom Brady. Um, a lot of respect for Derek Carr. I think he's underrated. But i got to go with uh, Tampa. Okay. Um, by the way, on this one, Colton didn't take Vegas for the upset, but he did take the Raiders to cover the spread, just so you guys know. You mean, you mean Ethan? Yeah, Ethan, sorry. Did I say Colton? Yes. My bad, bud, sorry. Okay. But you go ahead and make your pick. I meant Ethan, sorry about that. Ugh. Tom Goody's good, and I knew Green Bay was going to lose, but I wasn't expecting it to be that bad. Um, 
Yeah, this one's tough because Tampa Bay played so well against Green Bay. Um, I obviously am a little torn, too, because the Raiders are my second favorite team, as you guys know. Um, the Raiders also are, uh, you know, they didn't play last week, so Gruden has had some preparation time. And last time we did see them, they beat Kansas City 40-32. to So... Oh, boy, I think the matchup is tough, and I think it'll be a really good game, but I'm going to take my chances and go with Las Vegas for double by one, even though, yeah, I think it'll be a good game, but hopefully they can pull one out like they did against Kansas City, so I'll go with Vegas. All right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be all about Josh Jacobs can run the ball somehow against Tampa. It could be a different story. Right. But that uh, run defense was just like, couldn't believe what they did to Green Bay last week. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. Indeed. All right. Now we got Seattle at Arizona. Seattle's favored by three and a half. And in this one, Ethan went with Arizona. Ethan went with Arizona for double by one. Oh, my God. Um, and we'll go Colton next. Are you fucking kidding me, Ethan? Ethan, seriously. Oh, I, I know the Cardinals are his favorite team, and he's hyping up his team that they're very good. I need to see more. They need to play a real team, and they are tonight. And Arizona's gonna lose. So what, what was the spread again? Uh, it's three and a half. Seattle's favored by three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle to cover because Arizona, man, they played Dallas on Monday. And, yeah, they blew them out, but Dallas seems that good, and I expected them to win, but they ain't going to win tonight, I can tell you that. Scott? Oh, man. Oh, this one smells funny. This one smells like an upset to me. Um, DeAndre Hopkins... Is good in his division. Um, I, this is going to sound nuts, but as as impressive as Russell Wilson's numbers are, you know, even that game running drive against the Vikings, everyone made such a big deal about how he drove 98 yards down the field, and of course he did win the game. But it was not a perfect drive. It was far from you know extremely efficient. Um, I, I think he makes a lot of mistakes, and this he's, he puts up undeniable numbers. Um, Seattle's defense too. I mean, Seattle they they ball hawk, but they give up a ton of yards, yep. a ton of points. They uh, aren't. I, know, I might I might regret it, but let me. If it were two and a half, I wouldn't do it. But I could see Arizona winning by a field goal. So let me do the let me do Arizona not for the upset, but to cover. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, the Seattle's defense isn't. They'll still ball hawk, like you said, but they aren't the Legion of Boom like they used to be. Let's put it that way. Their defense is definitely not what it used to be. Now, their offense is good enough that if they get in a shootout, they're going to win most shootout games, I think, because their offense is that high-powered. But if a, if a different team's defense can slow them down some, you know, they have a decent chance to beat them, I think. So, 
I think it could be a really weird game. Yeah. It could be one of those bizarre 15 to 13 or something, something crazy happens kind of games. Yeah, I think it could be... I think it could be a crazy game, too. Um, I know Seattle's good. I've got a weird feeling about this one, too. And I know it doesn't matter as much with limited or no fans, but Seattle's a much better home team than they are on the road, generally speaking. They have been in the past, anyway. And Arizona, even though they need to prove they can do it for multiple weeks, uh, they've had their ups and downs. They still have a good team. I I am actually going to go with Arizona for the upset, like Ethan did, for double by one. I think D-Hop is questionable tonight. And if he plays with his injury, I mean, he might not be that good. I don't know what injury he has. I just heard that he was questionable for tonight's game. All I know is when they say questionable, unless there's a major setback, when they say questionable, they're almost assuredly going to play. It's when they're... I said, I said they're usually going to play when that happens. I've been, watch, I've been watching football for a long time, and I know usually when they're questionable, they're going to play. So, um, more often than not. Let's put it that way. More often than not, they'll play if they're listed as questionable. Obviously, if they're listed as doubtful, they're hardly ever going to play. If they're listed as probable, they're almost always going to play. And if they're questionable, they won't play quite as often, but there's still more often than not they're going to play if they're questionable. All right. So now, last but not least, we got the Bears at the Rams. And the Rams are favored by six. And on this one, Ethan went with the Bears to cover, not for double, but he did take Chicago to cover. Colton? You said the Rams are favored, right? Rams are favored by six. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams for this one. I don't know about... The Bears' offense. It, the Bears' offense looks okay, but they just need a little bit more. The defense is okay. The Rams are looking pretty good. I'm going to take the Rams to cover. Scott? Yeah, my gut says the same thing. I'm not. I want to like the, the, the Bears. The, the kind of a fun season they're having with two quarterbacks already, and they're somehow five and one. But I'm not a hundred percent Nick Foles believer. I think last week I saw almost all that game. I think last week, nothing against Jimmy Graham, but when you go to your tight end that often, I think it speaks to how limited the rest of your passing options are. And aside from Allen Robinson, we did have a decent game last week. Um, they, I, I don't think Nick. I'm not a Foles fan. I don't think he has a lot to show to. I like David Montgomery, but he is not, you know, that Delvin Cook guy that you can ride very hard if you have to. Jared Goff plays really well at home. Sean McVay, coming off a loss, usually doesn't lose two in a row. I, I'm six and a half's a big nugget, but I'll, I'll take the Rams to cover. Okay. Yeah, I'm struggling a little bit on this one, not because I'm completely sold on Chicago by any means, but they've been finding ways to win um, somehow. 
that's the best way to put it because I'm still not sold on them. But um, Goff, like you said, is good at home. I think McVay will find a way to get it done. So, yeah, that is that is a big number. Uh, six is, well, fairly big number for facing a team that's got the record Chicago does. But um, I think the Rams will get it done, so I'm going to take the Rams to cover as well. All right. So that's it for us. Uh, Noah didn't call. I'll just get his picks for text or something probably, but... You guys got anything else? Well, yep. Uh, at this point, at this point, gonna, someone is going to have to explain this this deal to me this week because they, if you what was the name of the the defensive Yannick Unique and Ngakwe. Ngakwe, he was here five games. I don't even know his name, but they gave up. Uh, a second and a fifth to get him. Right. And then he plays five games, and he has five sacks, and he forces two fumbles. He and was leading the team. They give up a, team. a third and a fifth to give him away. So even if it's everyone's talking about this, and if, even if it's fire sale, you know, time, which is, I'm, I, I don't know that I agree with it, but I understand it. What I don't understand is basically giving up a free draft pick. Because his stock is on the rise. So even if you're going to wholesale fire the entire team to an extent, you wait until the off, the off season when you can get something for the guy. Well, well yeah, I'll, I'll add to that because the one thing I have to add, Scott, because at first I didn't get it either. Um, and I was listening to the radio some and looking into it because I love Ngakwe. When they made the move, I thought... Okay, because this was before we saw how bad we were. They were they knew they needed an edge rusher. Your hope was Hunter would come back till they found out he wouldn't be coming back this year. And you'd have two great defensive ends, and you thought you could still compete this year. Well, so that's why they made the move, because they thought they could still compete. Well, we found out that changed in a hurry. Now you're trying to build the drafts picks because we know they have a lot of holes to fill next year and I still think they'll draft a quarterback at this point even if they even if you can't find a way to trade cousins although I'm I still think there's two teams that are teams to watch out for that could try to trade for him but regardless you draft a quarterback even if they have to be groomed for a couple years and here's what I'm gonna say though so um even though I don't like that you gave up a second and a fifth and only got a third and a fifth, they know they're strapped for salary. Granted, they were when they traded for him too, but at least they thought they could still maybe compete. Well, now you get draft picks. They aren't as high as what you traded, but at least you got draft picks back. Spielman has a whole lot of draft picks next year built up again that he can move around with. Um, he's got three... I th I think it's three fourth-rounders and three fifth-rounders, so they could move up some next year. And also, Ngakwe was only playing on a... He agreed to take a $6 million pay cut off his franchise tag, but he was on only a one-year deal. So you would have had to find a way to sign him to be able to trade him, 
and were strapped for salary. So that's the reason I think they traded him now, because they know they aren't going anywhere. They need to build draft stock. So even though I don't like that we gave up a second and a fifth and got a third and a fifth back, they needed to make some moves. I still think they'll make more, and knowing they probably couldn't re-sign him, I think that's why they made the move. Yeah, that, that does make some sense. I'd feel better about that, though, if Spielman were better, had a better track record with his draft picks. Yeah. He is not, he is not, if you go back to that Ngakwe draft, Jacksonville uh, drafted him in the third round, and he's going to end up, it looks like, you know, he's, what, four or five years in, he's a pretty good football player. The first round pick the Vikings took that, year, that uh, season was the... Um, receiver whose name escapes me but Treadwell played. yeah I think it was I think it was Treadwell I think he's, he caught one touchdown Vikings. he's now in the practice squad of the Falcons that was their first round pick yeah um and if you look at like all right draft a quarterback which I agree they probably will but in this in that in the NFL you can't draft a, a quarterback out of the box to go with Burroughs and Cincinnati it takes a year so ideally you do what Green Bay is doing right now. Right. If you draft a quarterback for a year or two, they can, they can be backup. They can learn the speed of the game. And when Minnesota does draft quarterbacks and develop them, they Teddy Bridgewater is the latest example. They don't work out here, and eventually they end up somewhere else where sometimes they work out, sometimes they don't. But the Vikings just don't draft well over the last of the Spielman Arrow. The only thing I'll say on that, because I think they've had some really good drafts, they have not yet, I'll give you they haven't succeeded on a quarterback yet, obviously. Well, that's that worked out here. You had Teddy, and you had Ponder, who was a disaster. Okay, so, I, um, so I'll give you that. Although we do have to remember some of the guys they have drafted, too. Even some of these young corners that I think you know, down the road can still be pretty good, you know. And then they've found some guys, too, you know, like Seelan, obviously, wasn't even drafted, but they found him. You had, um, well, I'm trying to remember how many years Spielman has been here now. Um, So the quarterback situation, when you get to the offseason, if there are one or two teams that take that trade, um, I, I'd, I'd love it. I don't think anyone's that dumb, but I they might. But you're going to have to find some way to, to close out that contract or pay him or whatever the situation's going to. It's not going to be good for the Vikings no matter what. You're not going to get what what you should for what we paid for him. Yeah. But then, you, given that you probably can't draft a quarterback that's going to go 8-8 eight eight or better in his first year, you have to go back in to that free agent market and you're never going to get a top level quarterback there you're going to get a c plus quarterback and that's it's the cycle that the vikings have been stuck in right let me i i seen that i was watching something today before pre-game um hunter daniel hunter is out for the season he posted something on twitter adam Sheffner did or something i don't know um he they, he wants to be the highest paid, um, what's his position, DN, Elijah? Yeah, DN, yep. He, he wants to be the highest paid defensive end. Well, now, I don't blame play, him, but off an injury, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, hold on here. 
you trade um, Anik and Godwin, maybe they don't want to sign him. Maybe they want to make room to make Hunter the highest paid defensive end. We know how good he is um, previous before his injury. He's damn good, I will say that. But coming off an injury, do you, do you risk paying him the highest paid, or do you wait a year and be like, Okay. Yeah, maybe he deserves well, it. I think the reason he had the surgery now is because, from the outside anyway, it looks like this. The reason he missed the rest of this year is they're going to sign him. I mean, that's yeah, how it kind of reads. But sometimes players go rogue like that, too. Sometimes they say, screw it, and I'm just going to have the surgery and worry about what team I'm going to play for next year. We don't know on the outside, but I would hope that the Vikings got with him and said, look, this year is what it is. We're going to work out something in the offseason. Do the surgery now, and you're going to be in much better shape for next season. I think they will sign him, but like I said, and I think they'll meet somewhere in the middle. Down the, I don't think... Yes, I think they'll sign him and pay him fairly well. I just don't think off a surgery, they'll make him the highest paid defense. I agree. Hunter, yeah. Hunter just wants to be the highest paid. Right. And I agree, with, I, I agree with you both. But what is the middle, though? I mean, he wants to be up there, so pay him that much. Not right. highest pay, but somewhere near up there. Meet him in the middle or something. They will meet in the middle. Well, and that's a good point, because he. I should clarify. I don't think the Vikings should make him the highest paid defensive end in football. They might. That's a very Viking thing to do. You look at Cousins, you know, so <laughs> I would worry a little bit if they did make him the highest defense out of surgery. Yeah. If you look at it practically, you shouldn't pay a guy who is, I mean, football's up in the air week to week anyway. You can get hurt. Yeah. That's it. But off of surgery, you should kind of hold fast and say, we're going to come close to your number, but not give it to you. And, and then maybe he goes shopping. And so, I mean, that's the, the part of the negotiation. And that's bad. An injury coming off a of surgery in general is bad enough, but any time it's neck or, you know, neck related and up in that area, I get worried too, because there's the neck can be very tricky. So I, like I said, I think they'll sign him. I just don't know that right off the bat they'll make him the highest paid defensive end. If I was the Vikings, I would be worried if he's looking at other teams. I know he's not right now, but I'm saying if they don't pay him what he's trying to look for, I don't think he deserves highest paid yet. Ask me next year, next offseason, and see where he's at coming off his injury. And I'm like, and I might be like, yeah, he deserves it. But if I was the Vikings, I would be a little bit worried if he's going to look at other teams. Well, no matter what, he's going to look at other teams. Yeah, he so will. If he can get someone to pay him his number, yeah. most players are just going to go. But you, you would think that coming off of surgery, the other teams who are unfamiliar with him anyway um, would would think about it the same way the Vikings do. So hopefully, hopefully the Vikings come to, to him with kind of more of their number and he's going to go shopping anyway, so he goes and hopefully the other teams are thinking the same thing the Vikings are, that it's just too big a risk to spend that much money coming off the surgery and hopefully he comes back. Well, I, think he's a great, I think he's a great addition to the defensive line. I think he's yeah. sort of the anchor of the, the defensive line right now. He is. But, it's, it's football. It's the way it's, it's just, you know, we'll have to see what happens next summer. The other thing we have to keep in mind, and yes, the Vikings, 
The only reason this is even a topic is because the Vikings have signed guys early before, especially defensive core guys. They've done a good job keeping them like Barr and Kendricks and those guys. He's not actually a free agent until 2024. <laughs> That's the thing. He is actually on contract through 2023. So unless they're just going to give him a pay raise... The only reason it's even a topic is because uh, is because they've signed guys early in the past, you know, and right. extended and them up before they needed to. Right. It, it, the only thing that would, would go backwards is if he pulled like a Diggs and tried to hold out or tried to right. demand a trade. Or I don't think I don't think they're that way yet. Given that's a good point. Given that he's under contract, I want to hope that. He, he looks at the season this year and says, I'll just do it now because we're going to have a back, better shot next year, so we'll get the surgery done and start recovering. Hopefully that's what's and going he on. Did, and like a lot of guys, they've done maneuvering the Sadler cap. Even when he signed his extension, it was uh, loaded on the back end. So this year, his base salary, granted he just said surgery, but his base salary this year was only 3400000 dollars and then next, and then next year it goes up to twelve million one hundred fifty thousand. So, yeah, and that's more. That's more where he should be. Yeah. In that area. yeah. I, you know, I would have said if he was playing all year, you know, you'd look at his three point four million and say for this year he was underpaid. But then you look at the back end and you see twelve. 12-1 next year, 11-4 at the next two years after that to end his contract. So. Well, yeah. Let's say he leaves. Do the Vikings find a suitable replacement? Because they obviously need Hunter. Because Hunter is very good, as I said. And he is their anchor for the defense. And if he leaves, they have nobody, as we see on defense. They have young guys. But those young guys aren't playing that well right now. Well, how I look at that is, again, he's not a free agent for a few years yeah, yet, I so I don't even need to worry about that right now. So I, I think Mike Zimmer's defensive schemes, given the guys he has, are actually holding up relatively well, even the way this year has gone. But Gary Kubiak, who I respect a lot, does not have the players that he needs. He doesn't have his... Kubiak kind of players that he's been used to in Denver. The only exception I'd say is the run game, because most of the time the run game's been there. His zone run like he likes, but as far as as far as the passing game though, I agree that yeah. It the pass protection has been atrocious is a nice way to put it this year. Yeah, and when you combine that with cousins just can't I mean, you saw the very first pass of the last game. You know, even when he has a pocket, sometimes he makes dumb plays. But he, even a guy like uh, like Rogers, who moves about as well as I do, but he's at least able to create a little bit of time, just that extra half second he needs. Cousins yeah. just doesn't have that ability. Uh, you, you don't have to be a scrambling quarterback, but you have to be sneaky and agile enough to create just a, another second for your receiver yep. to get open. Cousins just can't do it. I need to go here pretty soon, but I'm going to go back to the draft thing just for a minute. Because like I said, I agree on the quarterback thing. But I also think in some ways, and I actually read an article that said the same thing I thought, um, that... 
in some ways, the way Spielman has drafted has actually been, in some ways, a part of why they've made the playoffs for the last eight years. But anyway, he had a big part. Even though he wasn't the GM yet, officially, he was still involved heavily with the team. And he had a big part of them drafting Everson Griffin and Kyle Rudolph. And then when he was actually GM, they found, um, you know, they found Pro Bowl caliber players uh, for incredible value. You know, Diggs, I think, was a, who's not here anymore, of course, but I think he was a fourth-round draft pick. Even Anthony Harris, you know, they found good value there. And then you got, and then you got Daniil Hunter, who was only a third-round pick. You got Eric Kendricks, you know. You got, oh, Diggs was actually a fifth-round pick. So all I'm saying is he hasn't proved yet that they can draft a quarterback that will work. But in some other areas, they have actually drafted fairly well. But. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know, that, I mean, he hasn't, he hasn't been all bad. But he lost my trust, and I think a lot of fans trust, with the, the cousin situation. And before that, it was the quarterback situation. We're having the same thing in Denver. As a Broncos fan right now, Elway just can't figure out, you know, the last 10 years, the quarterback thing, ironically enough. But um, his next quarterback move, it just better be a good one, whatever they do. Yeah. I oh, they... I agree. I I still am hopeful for Trey Lance, personally, from North Dakota State, because as bad as it is, I don't think we'll get the number one pick. And in my opinion, Trey Lance is the number two quarterback, and I'd love to see him. Although another guy to keep an eye on is the quarterback from BYU, who I just watched. Um, I watched a film on him here recently, and I was actually they quite impressed like by him. Yesterday. What's that? They scored like fifty-six points yesterday, didn't they? Uh, that I'd have to look, but Zach Wilson just what both of you, if you're curious, should watch some film on him. I uh, I'd love Trey Lance, but if we don't get him or Lawrence, and it, especially if we somehow go on a run, and even if we win five, even if we win five or six games in our more middle first round, this would be the next quarterback, in my opinion, to keep an eye on. Or, or Justin Fields. I'm sorry. I am. As good as Fields in, is in college, I am totally out on Fields. He'd be the last guy I'd want. The only... I'll just end with this. I'll leave you guys with this. Yep. Find a way to trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'll finish my thought really quick. The reason I am out on Fields is as good as he is in college. I, and I'm not even saying he won't be good because I think he has the chance to be good. But out of the court, the top three, four quarterbacks, I think he's got the biggest bust potential of all of them. And we've also seen this before. Ohio State has had some very good college quarterbacks that have just flat out not worked out in the NFL. I mean, I know Washington doesn't have that great of a team either, but look at Haskins right now in Washington. That is... Yeah, good quarterbacks come from average college teams all the time. Yep. Like Clemson. Well, Clemson's 
more. I mean, they they used to be more mediocre, but the last few years they've become a powerhouse. He's going to be the top quarterback on the board, but again, look at Joe Burrow this year. You can't. He's going to be fine, I think, but not next year. Yeah. You know. I would take I would take two over Joe Burrow. That is just my opinion. I have been saying that. And Elijah and some other guy, Ethan. And Ethan both have come down on me and said that Tua ain't that good. But if Tua was healthy last year, I would have taken him number one over Joe Burrow. And there's, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Vikings to take a quarterback in the first round. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there's any problem with waiting till the second or third round. If there's, if there's somebody you like enough, but the only thing... Well, now we don't have a second-round pick, though. <laughs> um, they could trade... They have enough draft stock, they could definitely trade up into the second round. I agree, but with that said, if you are all in on a guy like Trey Lance or have him rated as high as I do, then I think you take your chance. If I get... If you have somebody rated that high, what I don't want them to do is, there's a happy medium. I don't want them to overreach if just because fans want a quarterback. If they don't have a quarterback rated it that high, I don't want you to reach for them. But if you if they're as big on a guy as I am, then absolutely take them in the first round. Because half of those first-round quarterbacks won't be playing in five years. Yeah. Yeah. But would you agree with that part? You know, if you, I mean, at some point, you've still got to trust. It's got to fit your scheme. You have to have a plan. If not, and if he goes to somebody else, wait for right. the second or third round. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, if you got if you got a guy you're big on, at some point, you got to trust your scouts that sure. you have the guy you want, you know. Sure. So yeah. I think it, at some point, you need to take that shot. But... Only if you have him rated high enough. If you don't have him rated yeah, that I mean, high, you don't reach. Again, going back to that 13 draft, I remember Elway, you know, the fans want a quarterback. I need a quarterback. They went and got Paxton Lynch in the first round. Look what happened. Yep. That happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, and like I said, but just to finish, like I said, Fields is dang good, but I've also seen lots of good Ohio, well, a few anyway. I've seen Ohio State quarterbacks that were very good that have just flat out not worked in the NFL. I don't know if it's a system thing or what it is, but they, uh, and I think Fields, again, I'm not saying he can't be good. I just think he has the highest bust potential of all of them. So that's the last guy I'd want us to draft. Uh, If they did draft him, I'd obviously give him a chance because until you see him play, you can't just assume it's going to not work out. Just personally, that's the last quarterback I'd want of the four or five top quarterbacks. I'm holding out for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's not going to happen. All right. Well, I something, they're going to let him go eventually, and that day will come, and he may pull a Tom Brady, but it's not for another year or two. Paula Brock Favre and come to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen. He is not going to come to Minnesota. He's going to go and play for the Bears. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. All right. All right, guys. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, yep. Scott. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Colton. Yep. See you, guys. Yep. Bye. All right. I still have not heard from Noah, um, so I'll just text him. But thanks for listening, as always, and God bless.